0: Instead of sharing your feelings, have you ever felt safe by keeping your mouth shut? Or, when you desperately feel like crying, did you hold back because someone told you that crying is a sign of weakness? Emotions are incredibly powerful influences. They often supersede rationality and logic. This makes it difficult for us to avoid their impact on our decision making. But since each of us is naturally wired to be susceptible to the traps of emotional foreplay, a deeper understanding into why we feel the way we feel can help contextualize the relationship between our emotions and actions. Hello everyone, and welcome to Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections. I'm your host, Janvi Gurja, a curious people observer, an executive coach, And co founder of Vital Science Advisory. In today's episode, I invite you to reflect with me about what you could do to harness the power of vulnerability, to ask for what you need, or to express your emotions without the fear of rejection. What could be the texture of your life thereafter is an exploratory journey I invite you to. So, my listeners, In the words of the renowned psychotherapist Andrew Bateson, human beings are born with a much greater vulnerability and dependence than other mammals due to their larger and not fully developed brains. Therefore, we look to others to protect and care for us for many years as we grow. What happens during these years is crucial in terms of developing an emotional intelligence or emotional maturity. Insufficient care can leave us with a fear of vulnerability resulting in us trying to mask this in ways that we label as values and strengths when in fact they are weaknesses. So what does vulnerability mean? According to the highly acclaimed author and research professor at the University of Houston, Dr. Brené Brown, vulnerability is defined as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. Through her research spanning over two decades, she discovered two powerful yet opposing takeaways connected with vulnerability that she shares both in her book and in her TED talk on shame and vulnerability. At the core, vulnerability is not only the confluence of shame, fear and the struggle for worthiness, but also the birthplace of joy, creativity and belonging. But in order to find joy, creativity and belonging, We must be prepared to come to terms with our own sense of shame, fear and the struggle for worthiness. Scholars have revealed a long list of complex reasons why social connections benefit our mental and physical health. Experiencing relationships and support can indeed lead to longer lives, healthier habits, reduced symptoms of stress and a sense of meaning in life. While many of us may have personally experienced these rewards and don't need a study to tell us why our relationships matter, yet most of us tend to hold back certain patterns and beliefs that can lead us to resist the intimacy and vulnerability that are essential to not only sustaining these connections but also in fully experiencing their benefits. As Dr. Firestone mentions, humans are naturally a social species. While most of us think we want to close connections, we resist vulnerability, the very trait that makes that connection possible. Could this happen because our culture often praises having a thick skin by staying strong and self-contained while projecting vulnerability as a sign of weakness? Maybe yes. As we tend to believe it will unnecessarily expose us to hurt and humiliation, we could easily avoid we don't open up. But what vulnerability is really about is the willingness to truly be ourselves, to expose a softer side of ourselves that is not hidden behind our defences. As researcher Brené Brown put it, vulnerability is about having the courage to show up and be seen. Our reasons for avoiding being vulnerable are deeply personal and specific to our unique experience. They often tie back to very early in our lives. Children are keen observers. We learned how to relate from our earliest relationships. We observed how our parents saw and treated us, themselves and others. Limitations in our environment or raptures in our childhood relationships gave us a model for how we now see ourselves and the world around us. For example, If we had a rejecting or a neglectful parent, we may see ourselves as a burden or intrusion. If we had a parent who was critical or flew off the handle, we may walk on eggshells and keep our secrets or our feelings just to ourselves. Whatever the circumstance, the message most of us internalize is that it's not okay to just be me. We grew up in believing to varying degrees that something about us is flawed or shameful. As a result, we expect that we won't be accepted and that others will certainly fail us. Therefore, we try to protect ourselves by keeping our guard up. For me personally, until I truly internalized the freedom to be vulnerable, I couldn't escape from experiencing a range of feelings such as anger, hostility, coldness, insignificance and prejudice. This did me no good because I was constantly in strife with everything in the world. But the day I allowed myself to stay vulnerable, I gave myself a new lease of freedom to become significant to myself first and then to extend the same vibe to the people and their lives who mattered. So my listeners, if you don't want to feel stuck in this heavy space of defensiveness, why don't you try embracing vulnerability by... One, using open-ended questions in your relationships and clarifying your doubts so that you permit another person of significance in your life to understand you without the fear of being judged. Two, becoming aware of your immediate associations to the person or a situation, both physically and emotionally, you can help gain a sense of well-being and self-care. And three, identifying early stages of your imposter syndrome and then by swiftly aborting it so that you can stop sounding pretentious just to impress other people in the moment. Remembering that we're all human and therefore flawed can help us have more self-compassion and interest as we engage in more honest exchanges. It's surprising just how anxious being vulnerable can make us. Most of us have deep, even unconscious fears of intimacy. There is real sadness and fear, around allowing another person to really know us and to feel close to that person emotionally. Both intimacy and vulnerability challenge us to give up an old familiar identity and form a new conception of ourselves in which we believe that we'll be accepted for who we are. However, staying vulnerable helps us consistently recognize our value as unique and independent human beings while giving us the courage to reveal ourselves in ways that will strengthen us and our connections. So, my listeners, why don't you give it a try? Believe me, it's worth it to be vulnerable. Hello, listeners. I acknowledge that adapting to new patterns can be both complex and tough, but not impossible. Many of these emotions play out their own charade, making us feel low and lousy without actually knowing why. Through Clarity, a podcast series designed to create a safe space for conversations and reflections, I feel comfortable exposing my vulnerabilities with you and hope you find a connection, a meaning and a way ahead just in case you experience something similar. If this episode of Reflection Through Clarity strikes a chord with you, share your story with us on our LinkedIn and Instagram page, Vital Signs Advisory, or on Twitter at janvi-gurja8. And look us up at www.vitalscienceconsults.com. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and follow us on our podcast, which is on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next time, then, this is Janvi Gujar signing off. Thank you for listening and being in the moment with me. Take care of yourselves, because you are precious.